right in the spot. <laughs> so, um, let me see. Nah, Second, take your time. It, it doesn't have to be you. It could be anybody. But go ahead. God, God, Silas, how can I apply the specific God, uh, word of God in my life? So, so I'll give you an example. Like, for instance, you know, whatever you're going through, you know, we just use finances. You know, God gives you a word. How do you now, you know, what, how do you apply it? You know, maybe say, for instance, like, you know, you trust God for finances, you're praying for finances, you know, maybe there's, you know, you, you're trying to pay down the debt, you know, <clears throat> and, you know, so give me, give me an example, you know, just walk me through, like, you know, we're talking about, we're, we're trying to be practical about it. Mm -hmm. How can, how can I apply the specific word of God, you know, in my life? For finances, for instance. Okay, can I just chime in? Uh, okay, go ahead. Um, so yeah, sometimes God will apologize for the noise. Sometimes God will speak to you, but ultimately God also will speak to us through his word. So one of the things I will recommend is first of all, in getting the word. In getting the word, let's first of all get the scriptures on finances in the Bible. You know, let's do a, a search. And sometimes God will truly speak to our heart. Yes, that will happen sometimes, you know, but really the power of the word of the promises in the Bible, they're also full of power, just as much as the word, the specific word that God has given us. So I would write that down, you know, why? Because I don't want to forget it myself. I don't want to forget it. This word is key. This word is foundational and it needs to set the basis of my prayers actually on the matter you know it needs to set the basis of my prayers on the matter so now in i have prayed about it now how, how do i keep standing because i've prayed the finances haven't happened yet you know it hasn't happened yet so now i need to start thanking god based on that word that i have so it seems that like you, you you did explore oh okay you did explore my thoughts. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, okay. No, does, any, <laughs> does anybody have uh, any other? Any other? Um, let, let, let's go. Let's go with. Let's let's let me share another scripture. Just give me a second. Let me share. Let me share a scripture. It says, yeah, it says in John 15, 7, it says, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask for anything you want and you to be granted. So you see here, it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. See, this is, this, this, um, this, this question, is a loaded question. It has different parts. It has several parts to it. You know, let's look at let's look at this thing, this same thing in Amplified. Um, and and Sister AJ, you you went. You know, sorry. Thank you for putting yourself on the spot. You know, we we learn with this. This is how we learn. 
you know, we learned and you weren't, you weren't wrong. And that's why I just said, you didn't answer the second part. You weren't wrong. And we learn with this. We learn with, you know, putting ourselves on the spot. You know, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a quick example. You know, when I started, when I, when I became a Christian, we, they put, they said, you know, we, we normally have pre-worship prayer. <laughs> and somebody now puts my name, say, today you're gonna do pre-worship prayer. So I stood on the pulpit and I started to do pre-worship prayer, thinking this is how I know it. Our senior pastor came and said, nope, this is not the way we do it. This is how you do it in front of everybody. For me, you know, I could have gotten embarrassed, like, man, you put me on the spot. Oh, come on. You could have called me aside, but he could have called me aside. You know, so from then, I then, to, I then understood, okay, this is how it's done. This is how it's done. And this is how I'm supposed to do it. I became fluent. I, be, I won't say fluent, but I became better and better at it. So, you know, thank you for, for putting yourself out there. Um, John 15, 7. Uh, it says here, Amplified Classic, it says, if you live in me, abide virtually, vitally, sorry, abide vitally, united to me, you know, Amplified, and my words remain in you and continue, look at what he says. This, <laughs> this is key. It says, and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will and it shall be for you. That's the key. So you answer the first part very well. But the second part is more of application. So, you know, this scripture, this scripture we just read is talking about praying. You know, it's praying that it says, when you ask anything, it shall be granted. So, you know, you and I, for you and I to come to God for you and I to come to God in prayer, we need to come with what? His word. He says, his word, my word will what? Abide with who? With me. So it means that whenever we are praying for any situation, we want to what? We want, uh, that we want God to change. We need to find scripture. That's what Pastor I was saying. We need to find scripture that tells us about that issue that we're going through. God has given, has a word in the Bible for every situation that we face. The key is we go to God, giving him back his, his word. It's amazing because, you know, God is saying, come with what? My word. <laughs> come to tell me my word. Remind me of my word. And, and that's why the Bible says he will surely grant it because it's like somebody, it's like, it's like, a, you know, children, you know, children are very smart. Sometimes we, we underestimate them. We underestimate the, 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 the children themselves. You know, sometimes we say things, you know, as parents, sometimes we say things that we don't mean. <laughs> I will say that. We say things that we don't mean. You know, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Maybe you're... You, you, your child comes to you and say, Dad, I want ice cream. And you're not, you're not in the mood to do it today. You're not in the mood. So you just say something very carefree, and, you know, that you too don't mean either. I'll take it tomorrow. 
And this child has put it at the back of their mind, saying, that will take me tomorrow. And tomorrow comes, the child comes and says, Dad, you said, <laughs> you said you would take me to ice cream tomorrow. And he's like, he's, he, in his mind, he's, you didn't take his, but he, with him, he, this, is his, this is your word. He believes that what you say is true. And sometimes, and when that happens, Ideally, you're supposed to go out there and take that boy to, because it means that if you don't take him to go and take the ice cream, it means that your word does not mean anything. <laughs> your word means nothing to you. So basically, you 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 know, God God says, bring bring what, bring bring the word, bring my word to to me, bring that word, bring that word that. That you, you, you know that you say you're going through finances. Bring the word. Show me. It's like for you to actually, actually say, you know, go, go. Tell me, tell me the word. And the Lord says, as you tell me that word, what happens? In prayer, it will be granted. But Amplified did what? Practicalized this word for us. We need to put the word in what. Our hearts, let's look at it again. Let's look at it again. Let's look at it again. It says what? It says, my words remain in you and, and will continue to live in your heart. Ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. So there's, there's a there's a continuously thing that has to happen. And the continuously thing that has to happen is that we need to continue to what? To declare the word to ourselves. We need to put the word of God in view. And our actions should line up with it. Our actions should line up with it. When you know that God has done it, in the spiritual realm, then you switch to praise. But let me 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 deal with this aspect for a second. And you can stop, please. So you can stop. I'm not preaching. I'm just teaching. You can stop me at any time. You know, and ask questions, please. This is not preaching. This is just teaching. And this is Sunday school. Stop me at any time. And by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit will give me the answer to answer. So I remember the time that I'll give you this example. I remember the time that I I, I wasn't able to sleep. <laughs> I, for me, I, even though I say this, you know, it, 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 I wasn't able to sleep. And for me, it, it, that's a problem. It, it's just a problem for you know in every aspect, too. But I wasn't able to sleep for not just one day, but a week. I don't know whether you can you can you can understand what I mean. Whereby your eyes don't close. <laughs> Even when your eyes close, you can't sleep. You know, so I don't know how I how I. It's the grace of God. It's only it's only God that that gave me the ability to to keep 
to, to keep functioning, you know? And, and it's, it's only the grace of God that kept me. <laughs> he would go to work. I go to work 45 minutes to an hour, come back. And it just could And the only time that sleep would come, it would be during the day, especially when I'm eating lunch. You know, the worst thing you can do is to take, take you know, rice and beans and plantain and meat, good meat in front. And you go and eat all that and you're so heavy, you're going you're gonna to at least sleep for a little bit. That's the only time in that I was able to sleep when I eat a, a big lunch because I, I don't typically eat breakfast. So what happens? I couldn't sleep on for a week. The first week, I couldn't sleep. On Sunday, the Lord gave our senior pastor the revelation that you couldn't sleep. Why don't you just believe Take my word. That's why he said, take, take the word of God and put it in view and thank God for it and you will sleep. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, honestly, between me, I didn't believe it. <laughs> Let's be frank. I, I didn't believe it right away. I was like, first of all, you know, sometimes we, we, we start to think, thinking about the wrong things. I started to wonder, I said, who told this man something? I went to my wife. I said, did you tell Pastor man or something? I said, what kind of nonsense is that? Why are you going to go running my business all over the place? I knew I, I didn't even tell my wife that I wasn't able to sleep. You see, we tend to major on the minor. Things that doesn't make any sense. So for the following week, can you imagine now he's going to week two of no sleep? So I decided, you know what? What's the worst that will happen? <laughs> Why can't I take this, this scripture? And the thing that shocked me, why, why, why the change of heart was on Sunday, after during service, because I was, I was, I was the, the, um, the, the leader of Sanda Media Ministry. So I was leading that. And I looked at, on the board. I couldn't recognize... I couldn't pronounce or recognize people's names. I knew it had gone in a different way, whereby I couldn't sleep. So Monday, I said, what's the worst that will happen? So on Monday morning, as soon as I got him to work early, early in the morning, I went to, I went looking for scriptures. I'm telling, look, when is a life or death thing and you know you can't, there's, you know, I went, <laughs> doctors, you guys, you guys are blessed. I love you folks. I went to the doctor and the, the doctor during that time, I forgot to say, during that week, the first week, the doctor gave me medicine to drink. I said, if I drink this medicine, I might sleep, <laughs> sleep for the rest in areas, sleep, the ones I couldn't sleep before. So I was afraid to, to take the medicine. You know, so the next week, week two, what I did was, I went in the morning, I said, I went on Google and I typed, could not sleep scripture. <laughs> As I'm telling you, even when you're desperate, you do, you, you, look, you look for ways. God, he said, I remember, then I remember what Pastor Manuel said. So I, that's why I went looking for scripture. And I got 
That scripture that says, he gave it his beloved what? Sweet sleep. Hey. I took it. I printed it. I, I put it as my wallpaper at work. I put it, I took an, a, a sheet. I, I formatted it real small. Put it on the dashboard of the car. Put it on the dashboard of both cars. I put it on my bedside. So each time I, I read, I look, I said, God, I thank you. You gave it your beloved sweet sleep. I thank you. That's what I was saying. I'm telling you. Because he, he, I, when you can't remember somebody's name again, somehow I couldn't even remember my name anymore. He had gone to a different level. He had, he had gone to, don't be silly. If you don't take time, you, who knows, you might not be here tomorrow. So it, it was it was going to that level whereby I couldn't. Um, do you know what it meant? No, no sleep for almost a week. Now going to second week. I said, Father Lord, I thank you. Please mute yourself. Thank you so much. I said to I said to I said to pray about this using the scripture. Then each morning, each morning I read the scripture to myself. That's why that amplified says what? The words remain in you and continue to live in your heart. How does it continue to live in your heart? By doing what? Saying the scripture. Speaking it to yourself. Proclaiming it to yourself. Start to speak to it. Start to say, Lord, I thank you. That's what I was saying. I said, God, I thank you. I'm able to sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm able to sleep. I close my eyes. The whole, that Monday, sleep didn't come. Tuesday, sleep didn't come. Wednesday, sleep didn't come. But did he stop me from still saying the thing? I even put it by the by the by the <laughs> by the by the uh, what do they call it? By the fridge, you know. And I told my wife. My wife was saying, "Why don't you go and sleep? See a see a doctor." You know, I said, no, let me take this word. If God has said, let me take this word. And that's what I did. I took the word. I believed it. Thursday, man, I slept like a baby. I slept so much that I almost ran late to work. I woke up like almost nine o'clock when I'm supposed to be at work at night. I had to tell my boss, Look, I'm running late, please forgive me. I'll be coming in in the afternoon. This is what the word of God does, whereby you put it in your heart. You start to, you know, you might not believe it in, in the first, but what happens is that as you keep saying it, you start to believe, yes, it's true. This word is true. This word is true. For others that haven't, uh, that, that, that just came, uh, we, we're doing Sunday school and we're, we have this, we just have this scripture that, you know, we're going through a question. We're going through a question. This is the question. When I'm going through a situation, God will give a word on the situation. Let's say I'm trusting God for finances and God gives me a specific word which does not make sense, like Naaman's experience. How can I, how can I apply the specific word of God in my life? So the, the key, this is this is this is what it is. Now, I want to just switch gears a little bit. 
Sister Tony's hand is raised. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Sister Tony. My voice is a little hoarse. I've been coughing a lot. Uh, you're healed. Uh, I don't Jesus. have a question per se. It's just a comment. Um, when you're going through a situation and um, you remind God of his promises to you, sometimes he doesn't, he doesn't act on those promises. In other words, he does not answer your prayers the way you want him to answer the prayers. So the next step is to ask God, what do you want to teach me? What lesson do I need to learn in this situation? And I found that whenever I phrase it like that, it helps me. It helps me not to focus entirely on myself, that there is something bigger than me. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Um, does it make any sense to you? No, it does make an, it makes it makes a lot of sense. You see, okay. what what you're saying is let me let me let me let me let me let me let me, let me tell you what let me tell all of us what, what you're saying. Is that you see what happens is that you know we're praying the, the, the using the word. And we are not seeing it come to pass. And what happens is that if we're not careful, we'll switch to this what? Discouragement. Like, eh, God doesn't want it to be happening there. Eh? So it's okay. Let me maybe do my own. But what it is is that we need to go back to God and say, God, what am I missing? <laughs> what is what, what are you actually, you see, what are you actually doing? What is it that I am missing? That's the key. Because he's your father. That's what we're going to talk about in the second one. He's your father. So you go back to him and say, what am I, what is the thing I am missing? Or what is, what is, you could also ask him this other way. What is, 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 what am I supposed to do? Or or you ask your father questions like, you know, is this something that, am I supposed to learn a lesson from this? Or is this something that you want to teach me? Or is something that you need to go back? Or what's, why is the, what's going on with the delay? Why is it being delayed? You know, because we've, in church, in church world, we've formed a, a clause, not a clause, a, a slogan. Delay is not a disappointment. Yes, it is not. But the key here is you need to go to God and ask him, God, what's the reason for the delay? <laughs> you, you, you know there's a delay. You, you're asking God for your mortgage is about to get paid. We need this thing. What's the delay? Why is it being delayed? So you're on point. Sister Tony, this what this what I'm saying is this what you you are saying to me? Yes, absolutely. 
And if I can just add to that, uh, Sister Tony, thank you for that uh, feedback. Uh, that's what I remember. There was a time that we felt like it was time for us to move. You know, we wanted to we wanted to move our house, and um, we, in fact, we did not take time to really hear God's voice on the matter. It was just we just said, okay, let's move, and we really started looking. But before we started looking, we said, okay, let's sell our house. Now, selling our house became a struggle all of a sudden. I mean, we were barely getting people in. This was many years ago. We were barely getting people in. And price-wise, it was a bit of a struggle to even justify the sale, you know. And we were wondering, at a point, we just had a conversation with a friend. And he said something. And I realized that, you know what? We really need to hear from God on this matter, whether we even need to move at all or not. You know, we really should not have moved because if we had moved, this church would not be here. You know, this church would not be here. And God in his own way, we were a lot of times God is speaking. We're just not listening either. Or there's so much noise. God in his own way was was pretty much trying to realign us. And look, it's not yet time. You, your vision in this town is beyond what you can see right now. So slow down. So as soon as we had that assurance, we just we just took the house off the market and we just stayed still. Bible says, be still, we stayed still. We say, God, your plan for us is for good. So we're going to trust, even though, and we're going to trust that you will speak to us clearly and we will understand. And eventually we both got to that point where there was no struggle anymore and we stayed at rest. A few years later, uh, we started sensing God wanted us to start a church. You know, so the Bible says that his plans are not our plans. His thoughts are not our thoughts. You know, they're way higher than our thoughts. Why? Because he sees the future. We were just seeing our reality, our current reality. And it's limited, you know, it's limited and short-sighted. But he sees into the future way, way, way beyond where even before we can even think about it. Uh, so let, let me let me quickly, you know, Pastor, you're completely right. But I want to also tell us, you know, just to add to the story, you know, we wanted to move because <clears throat> our church was in, you know, our church was all the way in Orange and it was taking us hour, 25 minutes to get to church. And, you know, we're there Sunday, Thursday, Wednesday, Saturday, you know, so it was putting a toll on us. So we felt it's a good thing, <laughs> glory. You know, we always we always justify it. It's a good thing to go and move closer. It's a good thing. Is it a bad thing? Is it you want to be driving to church almost one and a half hours? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sometimes it's Friday too. Saturday, Sunday. One and a half hours. So it was a good thing. So we thought about it, it's a good thing. So we use scripture. We take scripture on top of it. And we said to run with it. Look, let me tell you something. You know, my, my wife just, you know me, I'll paint it correctly. For, I, I wouldn't say my wife doesn't paint it correctly, but for me, I want to just paint it so you understand. We did, you know, she said nobody, you know, the house was on the market. No, you know, nobody showed up. It was only one person that showed up. One person. Hey! was depressing it wasn't you know she's not she's, it was depressing let's be honest it was so depressing it was only one person one person 
we put it on the market the first year, one person, the second year, nobody showed up. I said to my wife, I said, no, let's, let's slow down. <laughs> let's, let's understand what God. Even though it's a good thing that we wanted to do. Sometimes we, we think it's a good thing. So we, we take scripture, it's a good thing I want to do. But we don't hear from God. Say, God, okay, what's the, what's your plan? And now going forward, when we felt God wants us to plant the church, we, <laughs> I was, I was, I was a little bit, I wasn't sure whether to tell our senior pastor. I didn't know how he would, he would take it. So we normally go for lunch. Once a month, we'll go for lunch. He would take us to lunch and we'll, we'll share and all that. And I, some, the Holy Spirit was talking me to tell him, to tell him. So I then said, Pastor, I want to tell you something. I said, so, um, <clears throat> you know, my mouth was twisted. He said, just say it. I said, so Pastor, I feel that we should plant the church. He said, before uncle, I was going to tell you today. My wife told me today to tell you that you guys should get out of here. <laughs> You see God walking to, he said, you guys should get out of here. Move. Go and plant a church. Stop driving hour and 30 minutes away. Go and do it. That's what they felt. See how God, God confirmed his word. God always confirms his word when he gives you a word. That's the key. He always confirms his word when he gives you a word. Please, you can raise up your hand. This is this we're talking. Look, even though it's one o'clock, I haven't even gone to the second one yet. We need to understand, we need to get grounded. So that when trouble comes, we know. Pastor uh, Sister, Sister Tony, thank you so much for that uh, that uh, comment. And you know, this is what it is. This is exactly what it is. You know, at first, you know, you, you think about, you know, if you remember what we, we talked about, you know, let, let me let me let me switch gear a little bit. You know, sometimes you could be going through any situation and maybe you're praying in the spirit for it. You know, maybe you don't have the word yet, but you're praying in the spirit. You don't have, you haven't gotten the scripture yet, but you know, something just comes, you know, there, there are times whereby you're going through a situation and you just, your, your spirit gets charged up and you start to pray in the spirit. So I, I start to pray, in, you know, you, you start to pray in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives you a word. Gives you a word. Don't forget, the sure word of God is the Bible, is in the Bible. But also, the Holy Spirit can give you a word. Can give you a word. Now, the key, the here, the, the key here is you need to know how the how the how God speaks to you, which by the grace of God, we will teach that. Before the end of the year, we will teach that. You know, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and they, come, they follow me. We need to train ourselves to hear from God. It's a training. You know, somebody said to me one time, I, I, just to digress, somebody said to me, he says, you know, I heard your voice. I heard your voice and I, 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 I just came out. I said, yes, my voice is, you don't need, I don't need microphone. My voice is amplified already. So some, for them to hear my voice, they already know me. <laughs> That's why they came out. They know me. They have an understanding. Okay, this is this is this is Chuka's voice. You know. So the, the key the, the key here is you get a word from God. What do you do? The first thing you have to do, my brothers and sisters, is write it down. 
because you will forget it. <laughs> you will forget it if you don't write it down. Even if it means parking, park your car safely and put it in your phone, write it down, write it down. Because if not, by the time you go and come back, you'll forget the word. So first you write it down. And you, when you write it down, what happens? The same thing like I just said, you put it in view. And you continue to declare, to, to, to declare it. You continue to point to it. Look, at first you might not believe it, but you get to the place whereby you're fully persuaded. This is what God has said. You're fully persuaded. I'm, I'm not shaking. Forget about it. And, and this, this, this is key. And I'll give you this example. Remember, you know, when, when we, when we rented from the, the Baptist church, you know, and we're renting from there and, you know, there was only David, my wife, and I was, we had the drums and I was like getting depressed. I said, God, you told me that this church will plant another church. Ah, there's nobody. God, what are you doing? Maybe I should go back to Orange. They will accept me. I'm their pastor. And the Lord said to me, in my heart, he says, are you doing this? Are you doing this for people or are you doing it for me? Ah, that's, that changed my mind completely. He threw me, he, he like he threw a curveball at me. I said, okay, God. He said, don't you now build my church? Is it, is, it my, is it my church? I build it. I build it the way I want to build it. I then understood that we're in training. <laughs> we're in training. Whether you see people, you don't see people, forget about it. You're in training. You're, you stay there and be. So whether you see it happen or you don't see it happen, you stay with the word. You stay with what? And that was the assurance. Look, when I come and see people, you don't see people. I, it's okay. That's it. You stay with it. Abraham did the same. He stayed with it. He didn't believe it at first. He didn't believe it at first. But what happened? He's, he had it in view. And I'm going to use the scripture real quick then so we can go and tackle the second question if we can. If not, it's okay. We don't have to. Let's look at this. Um, we don't have to. Maybe we shouldn't. Have, but let's see. It's God. Anyhow, God wants to. In, in terms of how we can keep the word in view, many times it will mean saying that word to yourself, putting that word in your heart. The Bible calls the word of God is seed. So say that word every day and start giving thanks and start giving thanks, you know, and start thanking God from that perspective. And then that's why the word of God encourages us to meditate on the word of God day and night. So that that way, that's also a very good way to hold back on anxiety and worry and all those thoughts that will bombard your mind. You know, because you are proclaiming the word. And the, uh, I was reading something that, you know, when God, he spoke the world into being with his words, you and I, we create through our words. Why? Because we have the same life of God in us that can produce and create. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor. So look at this. Look at what happened to, uh, to, to, to Abraham. This is a man that he didn't believe before. He didn't believe now. He didn't, he, he didn't even believe God anymore. 
He went and did whatever he had to do. He had sexual relations with his, his, uh, his wife's servant. You know, he didn't believe. He didn't believe God, period. But when he put it in view, <laughs> he put it in view, he put the word in view, he put it in view, he says, hey, this is the word. This is the word that, you know, it's, this is how it is. What happened? His perspective changed. Look at it now. This, and not, and not being, being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already, what? Dead since he was 100 years old. Come on now, let's be honest. Let's see it. He puts the word in view. He looked at the word and says, this is the word. Before he didn't believe the word could change anything. He didn't believe God's word could change anything. But when he put it in view, continuously, and the thing was entering his heart, there was nothing that was going to shake him. There's no physical impediment. Nothing. Nothing was going to change his view on God, God's word. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He put it in view and says, even though I'm 100 years old, and the deadness of his Sarah's womb. Whether he didn't care. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Because he had the word in view. He, he took it. He said, this is the word. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to go back to my past whereby I didn't believe God. I'm going to take this word. And because you start to churn the word, like, you know, like a cow, it takes the food. He takes the food, he churns it, and spits it out. Then he takes it, sorry, to be, to be gory. But that's what it is. You take the word of God, you say it to yourself, you speak it out. You know, they say, when, you know, if, you, if you tell lies, you keep telling the same lie. Before you know it, you start to believe it. So when you start to speak the word, you start to speak it, start to, that's how it starts to grow. It starts to fix he said, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's how faith starts to grow and develop in your heart. Then you get a, you, you, you know, ah, this is, this is a done deal. And when you know it's a done deal, you start to what? Give glory to God. Because he was fully persuaded. He was fully convinced that God, what God, what, what he had promised, he was able to do. There's a place you need to get fully convinced that what God said he would do, he would do. No matter what is going on. Look, people do business in Nigeria. No matter how, <laughs> you know, wild these places. People do business in Nigeria. I was just reading a story, and I'm going to just stop. I don't think I should go up to the second one. Pastor, you're going to, you have to take the second one next, next week by the grace of God. N not next week, next month. The second question, but I want to stay with this, give this example so we can we, we can finish because so we don't go past one thirty. I was reading about a, a man, the man that first made the the, the designed the the first caterpillar. The man was a Christian. The first caterpillar. The man was a Christian. And he, you know, and he was he went to he went to he went to his pastor, and his pastor says, you know, he went because he was 
He was in debt to his eyeballs. He, he, could, he didn't understand what, what to do. And he, he said to he went, he said to he said to the pastor, what should I do? The pastor says, Why can't you you can be in, in business with God? Say, make God your business partner. Why can't you make God your business partner? And the man said, oh, really? I can? And the man, no, this man was a dropout. He didn't even finish high school. He decided, okay, God, I'm going to make you my business partner. It means that he also sold into the ministry too. God is my business partner. So when he's designing this machine, I say the guy didn't go to school. He decided to do, make this, like the bulldozer, like I said, they call it earthly machines. No. God was giving him what? Designs, teaching him how to design these things. Because he had the, the pastor, he, that's the only thing the pastor says, you know, you can make God your business partner. And when he says, God, I'm going to make you my business, business partner, that's the word. For him, that's a word. that was the word. That was the word he took. He took that word, forget it. Nothing else mattered. It was in the Great Depression. When I read, read the numbers, you please research it for yourself. And I'm just, I'm going ahead of myself. When I read the numbers, he said he was doing construction. As he was doing construction, the thing wasn't making money. It was more, more and more in debt. So his, his, his advisors told him, he says, you're making money with this machinery. So, and you're designing it. He hired engineers. He hired engineers. He himself, he was the dropout. God was giving him the, 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 the map, telling him how to design this, how to do. And he was selling, he was making money. You see, in the Great Depression, in 1835, or 1835, he says, I, I could have pulled it up, but he said in 1835, he made profit 1,400,000 something, uh, something, 1,400,000 1, 1, something thousand, whatever it is. He said he decided to give God 90% and leave off of 10. Because he, he he couldn't believe it that he, this is this is the word he took the word. Look, the key is taking the word. Take the word. The word has power. <laughs> take the word. Look, the Lord was telling me this, which which I didn't see. You know, he said to me, he says, I was I was upstairs, you know, doing some 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 stuff, and the Lord was telling me, he said, you know. If you're believing God for finances, do you know the best word? I said, what? what's the best word? Please tell me. It says Matthew 6.33. And I'll, I'll leave with it. I'll project it and that'll be it. Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. This is the best word. That's what he knows of me. I'm going to tell you the truth. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Always things, finances. That's it. Health. When you seek God first, 
when you make him your business partner, when you make him number one, umure uno, when you make him first, when you decide this is it, God, I'm going to partner with you. Um, this is you. I'm, you are going to be in my business at all times. You're going to. I'm going to be. I'm going to seek you first at all times. I'm going to because what, I'm your. He says basically what he says when you make me my father, when you make when you say I'm your father and you're my child, then I will handle things for you. I'll take care of things for you. But when you decide to, to chase money, <laughs> when you decide to chase money, you have reversed this. You have reversed the scripture. You say, don't, do not add or remove from my word. Do not chase money, but chase me first. Then I'll bring that money for you. I'll bring the health for you. I bring the connections for you. I bring everything for you. You know, sometimes we we want to do something. You know, I had a correction. The Lord corrected me some time back this week, and He says, "You didn't ask me, and you wanted me to." You know, and that's what happens. We don't ask God, but we want God to fall in line and do it for us. I said, "God, you know, I'm sorry." He says, "Ask me first. Partner with me first so that I can show you what to do. And that's key. That's key. So anybody has any questions, I'm done. I don't have any other things to say. I don't, the the, the second question, I'm going to put it up so we can think about it. So that next, next, um, what is that PowerPoint again? It's It's lost. Uh, let me look at the second one so that then we can we can pray. This is what we're gonna we're gonna deal with this one and another 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 question. It says, "What does it mean to be righteous? What is the benefit of the free gift of righteousness?" You know. So, praise the Lord. Let us, let us pray, Heavenly Father, Lord. We just give you glory. We thank you. Thank you for, you know, your word today, teaching us your word, you know. I know some of us, maybe we had some, some questions and we know that those questions we had in our hearts was, were answered. Father, Lord, we pray that, Lord, you know, you're telling us your word has power. You know, sometimes it's hard to believe. You know, it's hard to believe because, you know, we've been doing things on ourselves, by ourselves, on our own, you know, and it has been working. Now, sometimes we have scars, but it, it still works. But now you're telling us to, to change, to change, to fine-tune ourselves, to change and say, no, no, no. You're telling us to believe your word, trust your word, that your word has power. That your word has power to, to transform. Your word has power to change our situation. Your word has power to, to transform. You're telling us to believe your word. You're telling us to, to trust this word. Look at like this man, he had a word from the pastor and he believed the word. And he made you his business partner. 
and you took care of him. You're telling us, and this example is, and it's amazing because Lord, you told me to read, read it before service. And I said, Lord, I don't have time. Uh, now I understand why you told me to read it. Father Lord, I, I, I just, I, I'm so grateful because we know that we understood what you're saying today. We understood it. We understood it. Our Lord, we're going to put it into practice. We're going to put it into practice. And it's going to work for us. We're going to take your word. You know, asking you, what do you, what's your plan? Like, like what our sister said. Sometimes, you know, things doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not, it's not playing. It's not working. It seems like it's, it's not coming to pass. You're telling us to go back to you. It is, it is, it is biblical to go back to you. It's biblical to go back to you and say, God, is this? It's not happening. Abraham did the same. He said, "It's not, it's not working." What do you say? And the Lord, you went, came back and confirmed. He said, "No, it's going to work." Father, Lord, we pray that we don't take this lightly. You're telling us you've, you've given us your sure word. Sure, sure means it will surely come to pass. And you're telling us because I've given you the word. Be at rest. Be at peace. Relax. It will happen. It might not happen. You know, we might think it, but you you know you say it will happen. It will surely happen. It will surely happen. That's basically it. So, Father Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, because Lord, we're growing. We're growing. We're growing spiritually. We're growing. And we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing spiritually, Lord. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor, you want to stop the recording?